Okay, be honest, Nick. Do I look really pretty right now? Well, yeah, always. Nick! Oh. And get out of here. And show you guys where we're Rise and shine. Well, a very heavy, uh, heavy duet. We had a very Darison. But let's go hit Terrace Chase and look for the bit. The heavy pit. Hello. I look insane. Oh my god. You look like. Um, Do I look crazy to you, or is it just me? Oh my like god. now that you're asking, you kind of look like like the local, <laughs> like the local French weirdo. Like a mime who's like been set loose. Like a mime who started like speaking. When I was in Vegas. Where is this going? <laughs> when I was in Vegas the first time and when was it? 2017 with my mm-hmm. fraternity and I <laughs> I was wearing like a, a shirt similar to this, like a, a horizontally striped shirt, which if you've <laughs> if you've never seen me in person <laughs> as I am a homebound enigma. Um, uh, uh, I, <laughs> you know what they uh, say about Nick. I wear, yeah, it's what they say. Uh, <laughs> no, I wear, I wear striped shirts like constantly. It's my go-to. I, I love them. Think I look great in them. Um, anyways, I was wearing one, and we walked past this like massive poster, like near like the Venetian or something, where it's like the one that has like the river running through it. Not which naturally. I, which, which I think is the Venetian. That would make sense, and. The Vatican. And then, yeah, we. I was talking to the, my friend, the Pope. And he said, nice striped shirt. <laughs> uh, but we walked past this, like, massive poster in the Venetian, which was, like, advertising, like, their, like, little boat rides in the fake river in the hotel in Las Vegas. Okay. And the guy, like, <laughs> rowing the boat was wearing <laughs> the exact same. Uh, like literally the exact same shirt and the people i was with are like oh my god nick is that like you in five years and i'm like how dare you but please take a photo of me with this <laughs> do you think that's your calling you should have gone to like venetian yeah. boat rowing school instead <laughs> maybe <laughs> i like i like move out of la like tomorrow i like pack up and like drive to vegas my dad calls me. He's like, you're giving up on your dream. I'm like, no, dad. <laughs> I'm giving up on yours. Bachelor's <sighs> degree in Venetian boat rowing. Just because you don't want to be a, <laughs> me to be a Venetian boat sailor. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um... Nick, I'm so happy to be here again. <laughs> yeah. In, in this space. And I'm so happy to be holding space for each other like this again. Well, it's been a hot minute since we've recorded just the two of us. Which I feel like we say all the time now with our busy, busy lives. <laughs> Holiday season. Arr! But every time, genuinely, every time I sit down and press record and start saying things, I'm like, oh, this is what I was born for. Because no one I work with um, listens to this because. <laughs> Why would they? Because they're all straight. Well, it's fu- it's funny. I, I, you, you all probably won't believe this, but I am actually... Um, as I said in our previous episode with Lindsay, I am an introvert. More like not like hardcore. I'd say it's like forty percent extrovert, sixty percent introvert, probably. And that's a good. Yeah, which is good. Like I, I definitely enjoy being around people. It's not like too. You're draining, a hard nut definitely... to crack because I mean, like I once you say it, I'm like, oh, I guess you are an introvert. 
But I wouldn't be like, this is my introverted Venetian boat rowing friend, Nick. You know what I mean? No, you'd be like, this is my husband. This is my business partner. <laughs> this is my girl boss. <laughs> this is the love of my life. <laughs> this is my son, my brother, my husband, <laughs> my uncle. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Also, get off this bus, ma'am. So I, when I say I'm an introvert, literally all I mean is I, I get... I replenish my energy by like being alone. Yeah. Like that, that, that's pretty much it. And like being, I, I definitely don't get energy from being around people. Um, I enjoy being around people and I feel like I'm a personable person. Um, but that's, that's pretty much all I mean. But however, when you first meet me, if I'm still like kind of sussing you out and I'm like, are you trustworthy? Like what type, like, what can I say around you? Can I be myself? Like what, ver- you know, like I, I yeah. really go through a lot of <laughs> analysis, but especially at work, it takes me quite a while to show my true colors, <laughs> um, show my true colors to anyone. Cause it's like, well, one, it's like, why does anyone need to see my true colors? Secondly, um, I know I don't want to. Yeah. Neither. Do, I don't even know what they, they're out of our, <laughs> they're in the infrared spectrum so there's a lot of like browns and grays 50 shades okay next time literally just shoot me in the face uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh but nick's aura is sepia pretty much i feel like several of my coworkers would be like you have a comedy podcast if i told them about this um because they're like you say five words a day You're like, I'm saving all my emotional energy for my wife. And I'm like, well, today's a recording day. And they're like, oh, my God, Nick does OnlyFans. Um, I'm like, keep him guessing. <laughs> okay, not to, like, break the not to break the fourth wall too heavily. Yeah. But. <laughs> what wall? There's, there's no fourth wall. <laughs> I'm a mime. <laughs> I have found that I do this really annoying thing. <laughs> He's in a box. Oh, Nick, no. do you need help? This is, pu- that's like, that, we like transcended visual comedy. That's like. <laughs> that's something else entirely. No one even knows. Like, we, I can't even describe that. I was using my little preview box on FaceTime to be my mime, my mime box. It was pretty funny. I have to say. Being like, oh no, I can't raise the. <laughs> Let me out. <laughs> I crawl through your screen, <laughs> breaking the I wish. wall. <laughs> so skinny. You're like, you've been hiding in my laptop? I do this really annoying thing, though. What? Did I tell you this? <laughs> or did I tell someone else this? I don't know. I be saying things where... I can't answer when that I, I run hear in, what you say. I do this thing where when I'm like... In like I run into someone in public, which as we already know, I like have a thing about talking to people in public. Well, yeah. Whenever someone I don't talk to on like a daily basis asks me about the podcast in a way where like we are just passing each other in market of choice, I feel like I have to give them a like. Does that happen? I mean, I run into people at the grocery store. Nick, I live in a small town. <laughs> it's like I do run into fans. Um, I am on the Eugene nano influencer i take it upon myself 
to put on a between 30 second and five minute little stand up routine because I feel like I need to prove that I deserve to have a comedy podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's a comedy podcast. And let me lay some zingers on you. It is... like, and let me prove why I've earned that. <laughs> <laughs> no. And they're like, you don't have to earn things. No, I definitely thought about that when I was in Eugene a few weeks ago for Thanksgiving where I was like walking into market of choice with like sunglasses and a hat i'm like no one can see me and then i of course saw my middle school history teacher talking to someone i went to high school with um oh my god yeah when she comes into buffalo i hide yeah good um i can't believe she's still in eugene anyways um i don't think she is i think she was there for thanksgiving like you oh (laughs) people see me they're like nick is still in eugene i'm like no (laughs) i'm like 48 hours bitch so i no i i have have the same thing i'm like oh fuck like if some what if someone like who i don't really know felt like the urge to come talk to me about the podcast and like i don't know i just kind of got like overwhelmed i was like oh god like i just have like no matter what i'm feeling in the moment i'm gonna have to like become podcast nick and y'all, he's only available for 90 minutes a week. <laughs> I love Podcast Nick. No, he's, he's fun. my my special he's someone. Crazy. <laughs> Normal Nick hates him. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about our special exciting announcement that you guys all already know about if you're on the internet? <laughs> I mean, if Instagram. you have opened an internet browser, you have seen. Yeah, so <laughs> you have seen. Prior to recording a single episode of this silly little podcast, me and Claire were like, okay, so like merch, yeah, like what are we going to do? We, we've we been talking about this since like July 2020. We've been talking about it since before we even became friends. We've been talking about this since preschool. We were talking about it in the womb. We were telepathically communicating. Yeah, our moms would like rub their bellies together and me and Claire would be like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> We should record an episode from our mom's wombs. Oh my god, that would have been so crazy. Womb mates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, we uh, we do have merch um, that we, uh, all jokes aside, we have been working on for quite some time. Um, let's, that, let's shift the verbiage that Nick has been working on for hey, some time. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you're still like a. I'm still like, hey, what do you think of this? And you're like, incredible work. And I'm like, cool. So it feels collaborative. Okay, literally every day you send me some sort of new designer idea, and I'm like, this man's brain. This man's not to be an asshole, but did you ever like not an asshole? Not to be not to belittle your career goals, but have you ever thought about doing graphic design or like going into that as a full time thing? Because I feel like you easily could. No, I've thought about photography, obviously. You're into photography? It's just a little side hobby. I just like, I like buying like little disposable cameras from CVS and like, just like shooting like things on the sidewalk and like my friends and like it's film. So it's like art. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I've thought I, I would love to do photography full time. Um, I just have That no wasn't idea. the question. I just have no idea how I would go about doing that in terms of graphic design. No, I have not thought about doing graphic design because 
there there's so much that i do not know how to do and like adobe illustrator which is the main like graphic design program i'm like really out of my depth when i open that thing i'm like where am i um literally me once a week going to record and edit this podcast i'm like barely (laughs) scraping the surface of what this editing software can do and i'm just like with my nails that are like six inches long like i can barely type a coherent sentence women in stem (laughs) claret opening adobe audition literally literally i mean you've made some pretty incredible designs Um, i mean the chilies t-shirt has been i've like i've had that file for i mean i can check literally right now november 21st 2020 so we have like vintage designs like pre-breakup stuff um (laughs) but no the chilies design and then we should paint our feelings like what like do an abstract painting of how we felt on february 11th and sell those so yeah go buy our merch yeah so braincellgirls.com slash merch what's your favorite thing that we have (laughs) up would you say the idea of someone buying a shirt with like our preschool photos absolutely hysterical um to answer your question nicholas my favorite is either braincell university hoodie not hoodie crew neck or um the wavy title hoodie the wavy title hoodie's good, except it's fucking sold out. Um, <gasps> not from us, because the, <laughs> the supplier has run out of tie-dye champion hoodies. So we uh, You know, wait. I figured. Yeah. Um, Those yeah, are I'm my like, faves, though. I'm like, we sold out, <laughs> What's your fave, Nick? The title hoodies and the bouquet hoodie, they're genuinely, like, very comfortable. They're, like... So li- soft. They're really lightweight. And they have like kind of a, they have a fleece inside and it's like, it's just, lo- it's lovely. Obviously we got, we got some samples before we like announced anything or made it available because we were like, we need to make sure that this is like actual, <laughs> this isn't like, f- like full of holes or something. Um, or Someone's like not just like, like shitting in a bag and sending it to us. No, or just like child labor blood stain on it or something. I've heard that about that happening at like gap who pretends to be shocked yeah um like duh so i mean i like like the product of that i i really like in terms of design the track list long sleeve mm-hmm. it looks fresh drew looks real good in it um drew looks so good in it i it, love it, you drew it truly it truly <laughs> kiss kiss um it truly i don't know i like that one and i and i i I like having some way to like display the titles (laughs) because we fucking curate that shit that's like half of half of what we text about are the titles that and really conservative republican takes um (laughs) yeah that and closeted republican takes mask off all nick and i talk about is podcast titles republican (laughs) ideologies and Mm -hmm. (laughs) sorry your dog is in my house um yeah special guest nora is here with us today how's she doing is she just chilling she's chilling she's getting old she's having trouble getting up on the couch yeah i know i know we don't need to talk about it (laughs) 
No, every time I come home and I see her, I'm like, hey, girl. <laughs> and then when I leave, I'm like, I love you so much. <laughs> Your mom's like, one of you is not going to live very much longer. No, li- li- literally, literally. I'm like, mom. <laughs> She's like, well, I think my next dog. I'm like, not in front of Nora. Like, <laughs> She's like holding a gun to Nora's head. <laughs> She's like, Nora doesn't have much time left. I'm like, Okay. Also, patrons get 20% off all orders. Patreon.com slash Brain Cell Girls. Um, and that is an indefinite offer. <laughs> oh, and also, sorry, one more thing I did want to say about merch. Just in regards to pricing, full transparency, um, our profit margins are genuinely, like, pretty razor thin. <laughs> so we priced them, like, as low as we reasonably could without, like, low-key losing money um so yeah i just wanted to say that because i feel like pricing of stuff is always like very Mm -hmm. shadowy (laughs) well we're here to step out of the shadows and be transparent but yeah i mean how it works is like the like vendor that we're using has a certain price for like the products that we pay them to make and then we charge a certain one um and we make the difference and the difference is really not that high. Um, Yeah. So yeah, but we appreciate it regardless. And it is genuinely very comfy. Will you send me the docket again? Oh, the one that I texted. Yeah. (laughs) The docket. (laughs) There's a lot in the docket today. On the docket today. My favorite podcast. What did I, what did I call it? What? vocal fry podcast what did i call what are we talking about yeah no i called it something else i called it blue blue fright <laughs> and okay if, if i i no longer have any issue talking about it <laughs> what changed well now i've listened to pretty much every episode that they've released within the past year minus episodes with guests um mm-hmm. and i feel like i am ready to like at the very least, mention the podcast. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. I can... Uh... I also think it shouldn't be... I think there needs to be a lot less, like... Shame and judgment. Uh, yeah. On, I mean, like, I was looking key. for a different word, but I don't have my thesaurus with me. Mm. Mor- morbid diathesis. <laughs> morbid. Come back. Um, what if Nora came to that name? What does she know? Um, I'm like, not her. (laughs) Nora's my hater. No, I think there's, I mean, like, I don't want to have to give a TED talk about cancel culture, but I feel like we need to be a lot. (laughs) But do it. Less (laughs) intense and harsh about consuming content that you don't 100% agree with. Because that doesn't I mean, content that you don't even 10% agree with. You should still be able to consume it without facing cancellation jesus yeah i i yeah period um (laughs) no yeah i mean i i i i I do agree and i mean what i've said about that what i've said about red scare is that like 50 percent of it i tend to agree with and enjoy 25 percent i disagree with but still enjoy and then 25 percent i like very much disagree with and also like think it shouldn't be said (laughs) um and that is my opinion on it people are complex and uh whatever i i i will say that 
the listening to the podcast has helped me uh i don't know it it, it has helped evolve my thinking um yeah inform opinions uh that aren't in alignment with what they're saying but just the topics that they talk about and the way they talk about um i'll i mean usually how it goes is like they'll be talking about something they'll say something that i disagree with and i'll just kind of have like an emotional like gut reaction to it and then i'm like okay like what like why am i having this reaction and then i just kind of just trace that back and then i'm like okay this is why i disagree with them and then i move on with my day um that's so healthy of you because also like found sorry it's like it's a fucking podcast it's like it doesn't like who fucking cares like it's really like let's all this shellax well have you nicholas found something i found in listening to so much red scare podcast next week i have like a red scare neck tattoo (laughs) girl like dasha (laughs) (laughs) i have found that a lot of the time when i disagree or (laughs) sometimes the journey from like point a to point b that they're saying it do be like a point one, a point two. <laughs> Girl, do you know what podcast we're currently recording? This yes. is the podcast of tangents. I feel like sometimes I'll kind of agree with like whatever the general like like the first statement is, mm-hmm. and I'll kind <laughs> of agree with what the ending statement is. The getting there though, I'm like, how did we like trample through some like really problematic territory? But I'm like, I mean, I guess I agree with you at the end of the day. I don't know if I would have gotten there in the same way, though. Like, we just took two roads diverged in a woods, yeah. and we we took different ones. Clary's like, I am a mountain biker. Uh, I- <laughs> two paths diverged in a woods, and I was on a mountain bike. <laughs> two paths, one mountain bike. So. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, well, one thing I have been meaning to say to you, just like personal, personally. Um, hey, guys, don't listen to this next part. Nick's telling me something personal. Just because I saw you fidgeting with your AirPods, you're still recording, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. They're just slipping out of my waxy, waxy ears. <laughs> Which, just one thing that I've, uh, one thing that I'll that I will say about the podcast, and I think this is the source of where a lot of what I disagree with them comes from. Um, Mm -hmm. not like any specific things like like their like takes on like pronouns and non-binary people i'm just like this can go die in a fiery hill um but i i just think overall i think they are like white women who live in brooklyn and are surround and like are surrounded by other like affluent brooklyn people i just think like if you're in that bubble i can see why they're like reacting to a certain type of uh what they see is like more of like a broader cultural shift but i'm like mm-hmm. yo i think it's like mainly just in brooklyn <laughs> you know it's like like if you're surrounded by like overly woke people who are like policing absolutely uh, every, who are like policing everything you say uh and like uh-huh. It would, it would start to, it would start to just feel. I'm assuming very claustrophobic. So I understand like th- th- a lot of their positions as a reaction 
to the environment I think they're in. Mm-hmm. But a lot of what they talk about, I'm just like, yo, this is not like this is not as big of an issue as you think it is or that like they i mean they also like downplay a lot of um and by they i do just mean anna um (laughs) i think anna downplays a lot of uh very real harm that is done to minorities Mm -hmm. and i think that is a reaction to people playing like oppression olympics and like <laughs> trying to score score points which we've all we've all totally seen and i have in fact participated in and guess what i won gold medal and <laughs> please <laughs> and yeah so but i mean she she said something um like people <laughs> like most people are fine with trans people or agree or just like i remember that like stuff like stuff like that or just like talking about how like queer people in poland like actually don't have it that bad i'm like girl boss like what are you saying like she's like how many queer people are she's like how many trans people are there in poland i'm like i'm like the same percentage as there are per capita (laughs) elsewhere (laughs) like i don't fucking know oh yeah yeah but yeah i mean and I, and I think I think that just does harm to the rest of to everything else that she says. It like discredits. I agree. It. That's a good way of saying it. I think she does have good points, a good amount of time, and good points. Once again, I don't mean that I necessarily agree with. Just good points in that it makes me think, and it's makes me think about something in a way I haven't before, which I very much I agree. value. Um, but yeah, that is my opinion on it. Um, but it does make me like laugh out loud pretty consistently. Same. As well. And I also met Dasha on Friday. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. Um, It was hysterical. I went to see Dasha Necrosolvas. <laughs> no, Don't I, tell me anything until we watch no, no, it together, no, 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 okay? I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. I went to see her debut feature called The Scary of 61st. Go watch it. Can you give scene. it an overall rating out of five? Three. Okay. Letterbox.com slash Nick Curl. Uh... <laughs> Uh, just go watch the trailer for it. I don't feel like summarizing it, but it's a wild ride. Uh, and pretty much it was having its uh, Los Angeles premiere, or not premiere, but whatever. It was having a screening in LA with a Q&A with her afterwards last week. Did you ask any Qs? Get any As? No, I do wish I had asked a question, but it's not super pressing. You can ask her when they have us on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Or next time I see her. See Dash. I'm not gonna lie, they are low key my my dream collab. Brain cell slash red scare. <laughs> that would I'm be not you. Lying. No, I know you're not. No, that would be you like salivating. You'd just be like, oh my god, oh my god, and I'd be like, okay, so Anna, let's like get into it. <laughs> It'd be you and Anna fighting. Anna would intellectually trample me. <laughs> <laughs> she would like mop the floor with me. It would be hysterical. Okay, well, a critique I've heard of them before is that they, like, go too easy on guests they have, and they kind of throw them, like, softball questions. I don't listen to guest episodes, Mm -hmm. other than the Alex Jones one, which was... (laughs) Listen, listen, when you take (laughs) two opposite ends, I'm not talking about content, I'm talking purely the sound and the vocal quality 
two opposite ends of the spectrum of like what humans can sound like when they speak and you put it together in a podcast for two and a half hours that is so it was okay if you've listened to them talk they're like the vocal fry asmr bitches and i mean we all know what alex jones sounds like it it is like let's do it yeah should we do an impersonation i'll just have a little more of the box wine yeah wait let me let me rip my jewel I just think that there's, like, not many trans people in Poland. The neoliberal agenda. And I'm like, these words have no meaning. (laughs) 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 Anna's like a walking thesaurus. I'm like, I've never heard that word in my life. (laughs) So true. Yeah. I was having trouble paying attention to the content of the Alex Jones episode (laughs) because the juxtaposition of their voices was so intense. Uh, I'm so sorry. What I'm about to say, just cut it. And, okay, back to Red Scare. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, honestly, as Red, Red Scare merch.com. <laughs> oh my God. I want a Red Scare thong so bad. <laughs> also, that cherub crop top, so cute. That's really cute. I, I, I'm like, fuck, I wish me and Clary could do that. We might as well just fully rip them off. Might as well. Get their attention. <laughs> but at least, honestly, I mean, you know I kind of have a complex about being dumb and not having a huge vocabulary. Sometimes I, like, <laughs> finish listening to an episode and I'm like, I feel, like, so smart. Like, I learned all these new words. And then you, like, walk That's into so Safeway to buy, like, a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> and then I'm like, the neoliberal agenda. <laughs> That's all I have to say about Red Scare, but that's what's been like, I mean, I got to get it off my chest. That's what's been like filling my ears. You and I have been listening to it for like, what, like a month at this point? Or like six weeks Well, yeah, when I got, I was told I had to keep it a secret, but when I got sick, that was all I did for like (laughs) the four days I didn't work was lay around and listen to Red Scare to the point where I was like, my brain is oozing out my ear. Yeah, and the reason I initially did not want to talk about it on the podcast is because I was like, Nick, I don't want people keeper. to think we, we, I don't want people to think like that we endorse the more like unhinged takes of theirs, such as like their takes on pronouns and non-binary people and vaccines and voting. I was just like, oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> like my brain is like literally like turning to mush. Yeah, but I mean. I- yeah, which, like, obviously I was happy to respect that boundary that you set there. But yeah. at the Thank same time... Thank you for time, respecting I'm, my boundary, Clare. Mm, we'll see if that'll continue. I think the older I get and the more, like, I don't know, like, policing I see of people on, like, TikTok and the more, like, cancellations I yeah, see yeah, over, yeah. like, truly stupid stuff the more i want to like well and the worst part is that most of it is being done by like 15 year olds exactly but it's also happening by people our age and i no yeah yeah. i don't want to have to like hide the things that i enjoy listening to if they're not 100 percent pc i guess does that make sense yeah because i mean I guess, like, speaking for both of us, I mean, in terms of, like, the humor that we enjoy, we it's not we don't 
it's not like straight edge Christian stuff. Like we definitely like more, I'll <laughs> yeah. say boundary pushing stuff. I mean, yeah. as evidenced by the previous 42 episodes. Uh, and yeah, I mean, and that's what we consume and consumption is not endorsement. And I just, I don't like uh, this flattening of, of nuance I guess. Ooh, by, by okay. The, by the neoliberal agenda. Um, the, ba- the baby's crying. Hold on. Yeah, I'm going to do a line of coke off my baby. <laughs> Are you going to breastfeed the baby? When they were joking about like, just like, <laughs> they were like, there's something really sad about like getting stoned in front of a baby. I was like pissing my pants. <laughs> They're not wrong. I realize that we've we never, never we've never ever plugged this Twitter, and I'm so sorry to uh, <laughs> whoever runs this Twitter account. <laughs> no, so one of our sweet, adoring fans started a Twitter account. Honestly, it was it's been a while. Well, as you remember, in like one of the episodes between like ten and twenty, I want to say I said like I think we'd be a good contender for one of those like out of context twitter accounts lol and then like liter- literally like in january or something this was like quite a while ago um someone started uh-huh. a twitter account that is brain cell girls out of context um and it's pretty shocking um so go check yeah. it out <laughs> go show them <laughs> some time. love yeah i just felt bad that we have never plugged it um because it's it's very funny um it's also really weird having someone like <laughs> I love it. Not weird in a bad way. I'm just like, I'm like, oh. I'm, every time I see a new tweet, I'm like, yep, this is what I was born for. <laughs> Shower me with attention. <laughs> I was born for stardom. Don't fucking, don't play with me. I get mi- mildly criticized on the internet and I'm like, mm, maybe I wasn't built for this. I get mildly criticized on the internet and I'm ready to fucking fight. Glory's <laughs> like, gloves off. I'm like, meet me in the back alley. Let me defend myself. You're like, meet me behind the mall and I'm going to kill you. I just have an issue with... (laughs) Uh, I have an issue with a lot of things. I'm going to tread lightly because I don't want to talk about specific things that happened. But I have an issue with (laughs) policing... Sorry, I said not naming names. (laughs) Not naming names, but policing your friends and colleagues who you know have the same views as you for posting slightly edgier humor on the internet. I'm like, go take that energy towards someone actually inciting violence. Goodbye. You know what I mean? I do. I do understand what you are saying. That's for sure. No doubt. <laughs> so you got your ears pierced. Oh, well, first up, I've been sick. Good to know. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been sick. I know. It's so sad. <laughs> but, yeah, it sucked. I really hate being sick. It's very I, I mean, boring. Yeah. It's just so boring. It's like, oh, guess I'll go turn that light on. Um, a person can only listen to so much Red Scare and eat so many graham crackers in a day. <laughs> I feel you. I wanted to make sure it wasn't COVID. So, on Sunday... Which, I mean, that would be shocking if it was COVID since I am, like, triple vaxxed now. Um, I'd be a medical anomaly. <laughs> but I, 
<laughs> the first ultra breakthrough case. Yeah, literally. I'm like, it's. I went to six different stores looking for an at-home COVID test. Me looking for Clausen pickles. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, it was. So that was not fun. And then I finally found one. Took it negative. Thank God. Thank God. Praise <laughs> be. Thank you, Jesus. But um, I'm glad you made it out alive. Yeah, I don't know why I put that on the agenda. I don't know what I. I feel like I had a funnier story. I just wanted to let the people know. I can pare that down in in the editing room. Feel free to like fully, fully axe that. I guess cut this back into Red Scare. I did see Dasha's film, The Scary of Sixty First, and with Drew uh, at the American Cinema Cinema Teak uh, Cinema Tech uh, Theater in Los Feliz, <laughs> and <clears throat> yep. it was it was sold out. It was like seventy percent men my age who looked like <laughs> who just looked like emaciated like slight meth addicts <laughs> wearing like uh-huh. wearing like wearing red scare merch and I was like oh, okay so like this is the this is the pod audience <laughs> I mean is that not like is that not like looking into the future that like that's gonna be like our version of a live show it's like Nick's first movie premiere and like everyone's wearing like brain cell girls merch and smells like weed. And everyone's and... just like drooling and like <laughs> bumbling around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm just festival. like there to like yeah. wrangle people. <laughs> Clary's there with a lasso. I hijack the event and sign autographs. <laughs> you come out in a Shrek costume. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah. And there was a Q&A after, but the theaters, it's a, it's a small theater. There are only two like auditoriums. And so I was there with my friend Drew, who was, who's was who been on the pod. So I was there with Drew. Okay. And we walk in, we get our concessions, and then for some reason we decide to walk to the auditorium that no one else is walking towards. We're like, it's definitely this one. And so we walk up to it. We open it. It's just like a pitch black room. It's just fully black. And then I close it and I'm like, okay, so it's not that one. <laughs> Maybe Anna was hiding in there. And then me and Drew with a, just a massive sniper. And, and then me and Drew turn around and there is Dash Cam herself. <laughs> no, and then D- Dash is there with like... Daria. Uh, the guy who is doing the Q and A and like I don't know I'm assuming like some friends, um, and she was like, "Are you here for Scary of Sixty First? And we're like, "Yeah, isn't that the only movie playing right now?" And we're like, "Yeah," <laughs> and she's like, "It's in that theater." And I was like, "Okay, cool, thanks, bestie." And then me and Drew walked away, and Drew was on a high the whole night. He's like, "I can't believe I just talked to Tosh." <laughs> Drew and I would have so much to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we saw the film. Um, it's a short movie. It's like an hour, 20 minutes. And then there was a Q&A after that she <laughs> jeweled through. My fucking queen! <laughs> That's something I do, like, like when people ask if I like living in L.A., like, stuff like that is why I do really like living here. Yeah. And like that's like a and I mean that's a small thing. There were like probably like 
I don't know, 90 to 100 people there. That's tight. Yeah, it was vibey. I love Dasha. Like, I'm, I won't lie. She's not not totally inspiring my, like, Tumblr Russian ballerina girl aesthetic thing that I have, like, going on right now. Your beret. My, my beret. I really want yeah. one of those fuzzy, like, Russian hats. You should just get a full sailor costume. <laughs> I, listen, I'm about, like, one and a half mental breakdowns away from it. Okay, so you're a tiny Russian dancer. Hold me close, so Russian <laughs> Hold dancer. me close, Dasha. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just, like, trying to feel something and, like, aesthetic. Aesthetically, it's making me feel alive. Speaking of feeling something aesthetically, I got my ears pierced last week. And how'd it feel, girly? Honestly, not to stop anyone from doing it who's thinking about it. It hurt more than I expected. It was fine, but I was like, ooh. Bitches love to be like, oh, like a lobe piercing doesn't hurt at all. Yes, it does. Yeah, Lindsay, you lied. No, I, <laughs> I, yeah, no, it, 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 it did hurt. Especially because it, I mean, I don't know if a gun is less painful, but this was like a, a needle sitch. Um, and... Are you asking for me to give you an answer? Because I can't give you an answer. Yeah. Um, I actually can't give you an answer. I don't know why the fuck I offered that. Um, I got my ears pierced with a gun at Claire's when I was like seven. And I don't really remember it. It like kind of hurt, but it was like whatever. And then I got my second and third done at High Priestess when I was 19 and 21. And that was with a needle and they hurt somewhat. (laughs) Well, that was like cartilage, right? No. Oh, no. Just like one, one and two more. Oh, okay, cool. No, yeah, it it it. Did Have you not hurt. looked not at my like, earlobes? It didn't hurt. <laughs> it didn't hurt like a tremendous amount or anything. Um, not yeah. so much where I was like, I wouldn't do that again. Um, but in terms of like the pain, like comparing the pain of like that to a tattoo, a tattoo is much less pain. It just lasts longer. Um, but this was very quick. But yeah, now I, I don't know. Wow, sexy. Now everyone knows yeah. you fuck. Mm-hmm. And now it's on, yeah, it's on both ears because <laughs> I'm not a normal faggot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to get my nose pierced. Should I do it? I can't believe you don't have your nose pierced, actually. <gasps> Does that mean you think I'm a cool girl? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can also pare that down real. You know I will. I'm I'm always mentally editing, golly. Uh, I got my... <laughs> Got my ears pierced. It hurt, but I I do very much like how they look. Um, they look sexy, and, and uh, I'm excited to see my parents' reaction. Because because your mom's gonna cry and talk about your earlobes as a baby and how soft and supple they were. I've talked to my mom about piercings before, and I'm like, yeah, I would get my ears pierced because like it's not it's not like permanent. Like I can just take it out. <laughs> like. <laughs> We're all going to die. The only thing she might comment on is if she doesn't like them. And then I'll be like, well, cool. I didn't do it for you. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> but I'm piercing my nose for Dorlinda. And Nora. We should get Nora's septum Most pierced. importantly. <laughs> should I send Nora back to your mom tomorrow at 5 p.m. with like a bunch of ear piercings and a septum? Like she loves it. She told me she's always wanted it. I thought I would honor her wishes. Hot pink nails. <laughs> just like a cigarette uh, so, so. <laughs> a beret yeah. 
She looks just like me. <laughs> Nora has vocal fry. <laughs> Stormy, you look like mommy, baby. Oh my god. Um, let's talk about our Spotify Wrapped. Our personal Spotify Wrapped because I still haven't looked at mine. You still haven't. Okay, I did this thing that I frequently do. I we've all seen the posts. You're like, I can't participate in the current trend. <laughs> no. Okay, we've all seen the like, I don't care about your Spotify rap playlist posts. And then that transcended into Show me. Fuck people who say that. Yeah. Show yeah. me your Spotify wrapped. I care. I care. I care. Everyone was posting that. I'm like, I didn't see a single anti-Spotify wrapped playlist. I only saw people like advocating for it. Whatever. I swung so hard into like, <laughs> I want to see yours that I just don't care about my own. Mm, I care. I saw the playlist it made me. I listened to a bunch of Taylor Swift. I listened to a bunch of Billie Eilish and I listened to a bunch of Olivia Rodrigo. I was like, okay. And <laughs> tell me something I didn't know. I'm like, yeah, okay, that checks out. There were some things that surprised me. Um But I haven't my, looked at my little like slideshow graphic thing that it makes you. It's it's fun. It's kind of weird and corporate, but it's fun at the same time. Mine like wouldn't load and I just didn't care enough to like <laughs> try to make it, so Okay, so just whatever, my Spotify wrapped. Um I spent 50,421 minutes of listening to music, which is uh-huh. more than 92% of other listeners, which is crazy. Damn. Let's see, my top songs. Number one was Long Lost by Lord Huron. Number two was Love Me Like Checks You Used out. To by Lord Huron. Checks out. Number three was August by Taylor Swift. Number four was Mind Forever by Lord Huron. <laughs> and number five was Borderline by Tame Impala. So Nick, hey, how how are you, how are you doing? Were you uh, depressed this year? Well, it's so funny you asked that because I was gonna pronounce. Spotify said that my audio aura um, was uh, depressed and gay, wistful and comforting. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. My top podcast was Unlocking Us with Brene Brown because I use Apple Podcasts, but Unlocking Us is a Spotify exclusive, so checks out. Um, but it is funny looking at my top podcast and ours is the third. <laughs> Hysterical. Top artist, Taylor Swift, obviously. Oh, and the, the, the most exciting part. This is why I want to do, this is why I want you to do yours because I'm curious. Mm-hmm. So my top artist, Taylor Swift. And I was in the top 0.5% of her listeners this year, which I did the math, and that's like 300,000. I'm in the top 300,000. But more exciting, Spotify has a for podcasters feature where they do a wrapped for your podcast, um, which is really cool. Give me the numbers, daddy. On January 2nd, we released our first episode of the year. Episode 17, Hilo Hero 2020. Our show made some new friends in new places. We got our first streams in 27 new countries. Uh, Our top countries besides the U.S. uh, are Turkey, Canada, Australia, Germany, and Portugal, which is hysterical. What the fuck? The fact that after the U.S., our top two countries are Turkey (laughs) and the Netherlands... (laughs) I'm like, hey, if you're listening to this in Turkey, like, stay safe. Don't let anyone know you listen. (laughs) Literally. 
this was hilarious. Well, I mean, this is mainly because we started in September of 2020, so this makes sense. But our growth this year, we <laughs> hours listened was up by 999%. Streams were up by 999%. Listeners uh-huh. up by 881%. And our Stop. followers were up by 550%. We were the top podcast for 58 people. What the fuck? Which is insane. Get a like, four, four fans spent their birthdays listening to this podcast. Get a life. Which is like, <laughs> happy birthday. 40%, 40% of our, this is such a stupid statistic. It's like, clearly they were just trying to fill space. 40% of our fans listened to us between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. Your podcast is high on their to-do list. (laughs) Oh my god. You should probably be listening to this after dark in shame. Guess how many guess how many minutes of content we released? Uh, uh, 2000? Yeah, 2015. (gasps) Oh my god, I'm so good at guesstimating. Give me a prize, (laughs) daddy. (laughs) I win the jar of M&M's. Can I have the special jar of M&M's? Yeah, okay, that's that's it for our or whatever um but then we had some fans dm us <laughs> dm us their spotify wrapped being like hey i listened to fourteen thousand minutes <laughs> of your show and i'm like how has your brain not like seeped out of your ears girl where are you going is it working now it's working for me is it working for you it's working for me. Welcome back to part two of your favorite podcast. It, It's just been one for you, though. It's not the next day for us. <laughs> it's totally not 10.30 a.m. on Thursday. Uh, it is. It is 10.30 on, on Thursday. Um, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. How was your night, Nick? Yeah, clearly tell me. Update me. Um, my night was um, good. So I went over to my parents' house. Mm-hmm. We watched the Warriors game. The Warriors fucking crushed the Trailblazers. Fuck you, Portland. Um, I have no loyalty to this fucking state I live in. What are else? you a Warriors fan? I am. You are? Oh my gosh. That's so not mainstream of you. <laughs> my dad's from the Bay. I have to be no, a no, no. I, fan. I, my... Yeah, I know. I respect it. Also, sorry, I root for the winners. I don't like loser teams. That's all I have to say. Yeah, that's why you all listen to this. None of that loser shit. None of that underdog loser bullshit. Yeah. Uh, we actually do have an update regarding listenership. We are the number one podcast in the country. Um, <laughs> the country is Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. That's not true. Um, we were on How the charts in like some random oh. countries. I know. Was, you read us like those some, statistics some last night. South America. But for you guys, that stats. was like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. For, yeah time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, my night was good. Um, I do, do, do. When I make pizza dough, I make enough for like two separate personal pizzas. So I. I'm aware. I've seen it happen. So I did that <laughs> Tuesday. So then yesterday I still had like half of the dough left. And so I made pizza. And it was so fucking. Pizza dough is like kind of a trigger in this in this friendship. <laughs> Trader Joe's has um like this Italian it's called like Sofrito seasoning and it's just like a little jar full of like 
sun-dried tomato and rosemary and garlic and like fennel and just a whole bunch of good stuff um and i mixed that into the dough and it was like just insanely delicious with like yeah wow fresh mozzarella i bought a i bought a pizza stone (laughs) from target Uh and it's uh not to brag it's been a game changer um (laughs) what do you do with a pizza stone Uh, you put it in the oven then you set the oven to 500 and then um and then you put the you slide the pizza onto the pizza stone, um, and wow. then and then it's in the oven for five minutes, and then it's ready. Wow, yeah. that's incredibly game changing. While we're on like food corner, I've been trying this thing. Um, in addition to my don't look at me, in addition to my um, like Russian aesthetic, where I've been trying to eat like a little Soviet child, so. I'd like to address my Instagram story from a few days ago when I posted the saddest lunch of all time, which was a bowl of green beans with one single saltine cracker crumbled over the top. It's fucking good. Try it sometime. No. (laughs) Okay. I will literally never eat that. Well, let's pick up where we left off on our agenda last night before I so rudely had to have technical difficulties and then just fuck off to Thurston. I um did remember why I brought up being sick. Oh, please. I've been dying to know. I'm sure you have. I... Uh, <laughs> so when I was sick, as I said, I wouldn't... Girl, to... are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Was that out of the ordinary for me to have a pause in my brain? (laughs) Just to stop for a second. I'm like resetting. (laughs) Is this the episode we find out that you're like actually a lizard robot? (laughs) It's like the clues were there all along. (laughs) He's been trying to tell me for years. This turns out to have been a scripted podcast um, and we've been building to this twist. Imagine if someone had scripted this. That would be genius writing. That's all I have to say. Like Pulitzer Prize worthy shit. <laughs> the words that come out of our mouths. As I was saying, I was sick this past weekend, plus plus a few days. And I went to like six different stores to try to get an at-home COVID test because I thought those were supposedly like easy and in ready supply. But I guess they're the new toilet paper because they're being fucking hoarded. <laughs> And everywhere was sold out. I went to a CVS. Um, I went to a CVS <laughs> by my house that I also oh, work wow. at occasionally for Pepsi. I was just like wandering the pharmacy like a lunatic, just like trying to not look like I'm about to like steal. <laughs> like you I'm wearing like a beanie and a mask. I'm like, no one recognized me. And... I'm, like, looking for the COVID test, and then I see that it's, like, it's right at the, like, shelf, the counter of the pharmacist, but it's one of those ones where it's, like, take a slip of paper and then, like, bring it to the cashier, you know, for, like, expensive The one where you have to, like, request a key to, like, have your plan B and pregnancy tests and baby formula unlocked, all the above. Yeah, literally. My my grocery list. Yeah. (laughs) prepping for anything (laughs) so trying to decide if i want to keep my baby or not my daily routine in the morning i have a glass (laughs) of pinot grigio with my plan b and i'm like every day (laughs) before i breastfeed my baby (laughs) 
before I do lines of coke off my child. <sighs> I, I, I just, the shame and fear. I don't know if you're like this, but I was like, I can't, I can't go out. I can't ask for a COVID test. No, I'd rather have COVID. <laughs> I was like, I can't, a- I can't ask. I will die from shame and embarrassment. I would rather take a booster shot to the eye before asking someone for a to unlock the special cabinet for me. <laughs> I would rather give birth to my unwanted child than ask to have my plan B released from its cabinet. No, I no, dude. It was not a special cabinet. It wasn't the special cabinet. It was like they have it like at the register and you have to like bring the thing to them and be like, can I have That's this? worse. It, it is significantly worse. And there's so much shame there. Truly, but it's also like there's no like I can't be like oh this COVID test like for a friend <laughs> like it's <laughs> I just feel like it's a scary thing to ask. It's like do you have any at home COVID tests because I am in a questionable state regarding my status. You know that's a good point. Yeah, that was my. I wish that my was job my was to. I wish I worked at a CVS and my job was go. to go around. Um, <laughs> like deeming certain products that had to be kept behind the register and I just like was like could place shame on certain things and I'm like mm, if you want this kind of wine you have to take the slip to the counter and ask for it like if you want the jalapeno lime cheetos gonna have to ask <laughs> if- oh my god the thing I miss most about not being vegan are jalapeno cheddar cheetos really those bitches smacked I cannot stand hot Cheetos in any variety. No, no, no. Not hot Cheetos. Jalapeno cheddar. I understand. They're different. Yeah, but they're still... They're different. I just mean spicy. Oh, does your little baby robot palate not handle yeah. that? You know, like your spicy ting. I wasn't built for that. I shit my brains out. I'll shit in your mouth, Clarice. <laughs> no. God, I love it. Anyways, so uh, then I... Continued to go to many different stores. I went to a Target CVS. Couldn't find it. But then it said on the app that they did have it. And I could order like curbside pickup. And I was like, all right. So then I did that. And I was like, all right, I guess I just got to wait for two hours. And then then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wait for two hours. Because this they definitely don't have it in stock. And they're definitely going to cancel it like at an hour 59. And yep. so I just canceled it. And then I went to a Rite Aid, I went to a Safeway, I went back to the original CVS because it said online that they did in fact have it, they didn't have it, so then I call CVS again and they give me like a COVID specialist, which is just like literally someone in India, and I was like, hey. Me in a wig. And I was like, hey. It was just me using an accent. <laughs> I was like, hey, uh, I just want to know where I can get an at-home COVID test. They give me a store, and I'm like, all right, cool, I'll go. And they're like, and if they don't have it, then this store should. So should I just go to the second one? (laughs) But I go to the first store. They don't have it. They are also sold out. Go to the second one, which is literally a block away. They have it. This is also a CVS that I do work in sometimes. And I was like, oh, my God, please don't recognize me. And luckily, they did not. That's, like, good practice for when the podcast blows up. Like, you should just, like, walk around to CVS's, like, being like, oh, my God, don't know. Like, don't recognize me. Because <laughs> oh that'll be, like, good training for when you're just, like, going about your daily business once we're famous. That's true. Um, but I just felt like, you know, the there's a drug that you can take if you've 
if you okay if you've like done coke and there's like fentanyl or whatever in it um uh-huh. and you're like starting to die there's like a drug you can take to like stop it and like give you enough time to like uh-huh. get to an emergency room and the drug that like <laughs> the drug that halts it that's its only purpose is that and it's like should we take it recreationally and it's like somewhat cheap um and you can just get it at a pharmacy and one of my friends who does cocaine occasionally went to get some and he was like the shame i felt (laughs) they know why i'm asking for it and i'm like yeah but i mean i'd rather you have shame in a right aid than like overdose from bad cocaine I mean, and yeah, maybe, like, the shame can, like, be a part of the fun for you. Like, maybe you could experiment with, like, a shame kink. I don't know. Just a suggestion, friend of Nick's. Where are all my Succession fans at? Um, That's an inside (laughs) joke. Okay. Uh... Between you and yourself? Or between you and Succession? (laughs) Um, Yes. So... Between you and your new best friend, Dasha? Okay, well, I I wanted to get your thoughts. (laughs) I just wanted to pick your brain. Pick my brain, Daddy. What do you think about the the Great Resignation? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what do you think about like this whole like people aren't going to work because unemployment is better, and they are sick and tired of being treated like shit, and blah blah blah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> this is my favorite thing to talk about because <laughs> I've been working customer service or in the service industry. Yeah. Since the pandemic started, mm-hmm. I've done food service, I've done retail, I've experienced the full range essentially of what it means. Bella Hadid's to be personal a, assistant. Exactly. Yeah. To be <laughs> full range of human working experience. With general, <laughs> like literally. And I mean, it, truly, I only wasn't working when the like mandatory shutdown was going on from yeah. March through early June. So Take I've pretty much seen the full fucking wake of it. And also in Eugene, COVID protocols are taken pretty seriously, like mm-hmm. uh, arguably too seriously at some yes. yeah. point in time. Because at at some point I'm like, listen, all my coworkers, minus one, are vaccinated. Not to give my coworkers medical records. <laughs> HIPAA. No, I. <laughs> but still, and like when someone comes in the store and like name the unvaccinated one, whatever. <laughs> no, because I don't give a fuck. At the end of the day, that's the whatever. Mm-hmm. But like when a customer comes in and like their nose is hanging out of their mask, like it doesn't matter. I don't give a yeah, fuck anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe a year ago when I was unvaccinated and vulnerable i would have cared but like at this point i'm kind of like whatever (laughs) that's sorry that's my um what's the thing in a book that comes before the actual story it's not an epilogue prologue Prologue? that's what it is the the prologue Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah i don't blame them if i could make less or make more sorry on (laughs) unemployment i would quit my job in a heartbeat Mm -hmm. yeah i mean well Um, which no, I no longer can. I, the time that I was unemployed was like the most blissful time of my whole entire fucking life. I'm not going to lie. The birth um, of the pod. When, when I was receiving those fatty $700 a week checks for doing literally nothing, it makes it pretty unpleasant to 
be working on my feet for 35 to 40 hours a week, making poverty wages, making less than I was making, doing fucking nothing. Yeah. Um, I don't blame people at all. I think, I mean, I also, aren't we about to be at the end of a like cycle of like capitalism and there's like going to be some like great shift and everyone's going to like overthrow the government or something? Probably not, but Twitter might say so. Exactly. Yeah. So if Twitter says so, it's true. Yeah. That's what I live by. It's so weird, like getting getting the pulse from like Twitter and then like walking outside and being like, oh yeah, this like literally doesn't matter. So true. Like normal people, like if you just like talk to a random person on the street, they're not going to be like, I don't know, people just have this weird like conception that like secretly everyone is like a radical like socialist or whatever. And the only part mm-hmm. of that I like somewhat agree with is that I think there are very easy arguments that can like win people over pretty easily because I think most people <laughs> work shitty jobs and would like to be treated better. Um, and yeah, I think there's much more that we have in common than uh, than not, but whatever. But continue. I'm sorry. No, I mean, no, I agree with that. I don't blame people for quitting their jobs the the great resignation like it's a very stupid name (laughs) i know my god makes me want to not quit my job i like i'm like don't associate me with the resignation it's like i i carve my own path um but also it's it makes it sound like a coordinated effort no i know it sounds like they've got like a big group chat and everyone's like okay are you putting your notice in today yes bestie go off queen yeah do you Um, see that tiktok of that kid who was like working at wendy's and like it it was like a 24-hour wendy's and then like everyone quit except him and then he was working like 100 hour weeks and like no one from corporate was helping and it was just like horrendous and then literally him and like the three other people who were working there they all quit and like did not clean up and so like the store literally just didn't have like employees goals and i'm like inspiring thought-provoking boundary-pushing noteworthy Nobel Prize. I mean, I don't think I have a ton to say about it just because, Mm -hmm. like, like, duh. And, (laughs) I mean, I guess what I was getting at with my prologue was that, like, especially, not to be, like, I've had it worse than other people, but, like, I think especially for those of us who have worked, like, on the front lines (laughs) since COVID. literally. Our heroes, but like, yeah, li- literally, our essential workers. It makes God, vomit. I, I get it. I totally get it. And I, every day, I wonder why I'm still doing it. <laughs> I think now I'm just a little bit more like numb to the fuckery, especially because I feel more protected being vaccinated and like mm-hmm. being healthy and being in a. God, I feel protected, but also. Oh, well, I imagine Eugene is like. <laughs> above the herd immunity threshold for vaccination i have no idea yeah like 70 percent. i mean i guess i like simultaneously feel like i'm like oh i feel so safe because like there's all this like serious protocol but then at the same time i'm like oh my god i feel like such a little like vaccine nazi and at the end of the day i'm like I don't want to be associated with that either but then i don't want people to think i'm like an anti-vaxxer like well yeah of course hippie QAnon motherfucker but I'm like can I just live somewhere in between please <laughs> I dabble in the queue sometimes you know just like see see what's up 
The only QAnon I do is queer anon. It's another word for grinder. <laughs> Keep it to your fucking self. <laughs> like silence, faggot. <laughs> well, it's like on one hand, I want to be like, yes, vaccine, everyone go get vaccinated. But mm-hmm. I'm also like, God, that's so annoying that I like don't. No, I. Do you know I, what I mean? No, I, I. It's the same with like voting and like. And exactly. It's just uh, and like voting and like washing your hands, like wearing a mask. It's like mask up folks and i'm like don't like i'm not a kindergartner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's infographic culture it's infographic it's culture. Not a culture war <laughs> I, no, am i, I mean, wrong it's infographic core it's millennial instagram culture people who mistake posting an infographic or like posting time to max up or mask up or time like people who post like really like intimate personal stories and accounts on social media to like raise awareness or be like I didn't think it could happen to me but here's my story I'm just like okay you're just like it just it's so like self-centered and like cringy and like not every and like I'm a hypocrite for saying this on this podcast it's like not everything needs to be like broadcast (laughs) to the internet because despite what it sounds like There's a lot y'all don't know about me. There's a lot of stories I haven't shared. Well, there's a difference between long form content that you like go to for storytelling and like intimate details of someone's lives mm-hmm. and what we've done to like Instagram and TikTok and Twitter where people feel the need to share unprovoked the details of their like tumultuous breakup where I'm like what the fuck I didn't ask for this no, it's like the tr- the Trisha Paytas effect like I mean right yeah and I mean it's She's like she is singular her. she is an artist like only only she can do what she does <laughs> um but actually but no I I mean my thing about my thing about being outraged about like someone's nose is slipping under their mask whatever okay honestly like but just between us besties i in terms of masks i'm like if you're vaccinated i don't care and i know people are gonna be like you can still pass it if you're vaccinated just just go look at the numbers (laughs) it's like whatever and i'm not even an anti-masker like i'm like yeah sure like whatever i'll fucking wear it but it's like there comes a line and i think there's a possibility we may have crossed it where it's no longer for actual safety it's just for the appearance of safety mm-hmm. you know because it's like okay like i go to a mo- like i go to a restaurant it's at full capacity you obviously you don't have to wear your mask while you're seated there's no difference between me like sitting with a mask off and like me walking to the bathroom with my mask off just being on a plane with the masks when they're like <laughs> they're like reminder to keep your mask on at all times unless you are like actively putting food in your mouth <laughs> Like, between sips of water, I'm like, oh my god almighty. It's just, I just, it's really infantilizing, so. No, I agree. I feel like, however, in the same breath, I have absolutely zero issue showing my Vax card and. Oh no, not at all. Exposing my medical records to, and I also have no problem with establishments deciding they don't want to serve people indoors who aren't vaccinated. I have no problem with that whatsoever. I will show you my vaccine records back to the day I was fucking born. I don't give a fuck. I fully support businesses requiring vaccines and like no, I I absolutely fully support that. Um 
but I mean the thing about like people's like noses like slipping out of their mask you can only like be you can only maintain a level of outrage <laughs> for so long before you're just like okay like I like I can't like keep being so like irritated and pissed off every time I see someone like not wearing a mask properly because mm-hmm. it's just like there I mean there, there comes a point where you're doing more harm to yourself by like just holding on to this like outrage and anger believe me I'm fucking irritated that people are I mean holy crap we live in a really stupid country there are a lot of there are truly a lot of stupid people here um and it's funny living in like the laughing stock of the world but um it's easy to be like outraged and virtue signaling and Instagram infographic posting when you work from home or in a small secluded office or whatever the fuck when you're once again on the front lines mm-hmm. when you're the one who has to say please pull your mask over your nose 20 times a day it gets really fucking old yeah. and at the end of the day all I can do is take care of myself and surround myself with people who have similar values and moral compasses and that's all i can fucking do because i'm sorry i don't get paid enough to follow adults around a retail environment yelling at them to mask up properly i I just don't get paid the second you look away they're gonna take it down anyway like it's 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 pointless and i mean that's that's something that's really pissed me off since the beginning of the pandemic and i know that you and i have talked about it is like Mm -hmm. Literally, not to sound like one of those people, but like a lot of blue check marks on Twitter <laughs> at the beginning of the pandemic would be like, guys, we need to stay home, order, like get your groceries delivered. I'm like, yeah, you know, like there are people working at the grocery store and people bringing uh-huh. you the food and just like a, a like no acknowledgement that like that's just not a possibility for some people like a lot of people like literally cannot stay at home um and it just comes off like really condescending and out of touch and one sec Nora's making weird noises what's up it was not Nora it was I forgot that I was making pasta when we started recording and my all the water evaporated and it was making a weird popping noise it sounded like her nails on the floor and I was like what the fuck is she doing (laughs) tap dancing I was like, she's promoting on a performance. Ooh, it's really mushy. This is good. She's boiling the pasta. <laughs> she's standing. I'm like, Nora's on her hind legs making a homemade she's, marinara. She's wearing an apron. Um, <laughs> she's speaking full English. But yeah, I, I just it, they're just the complete the complete disconnect. Truly outrageous. And also these Hugely. these exact same people like going to events like I mean like literally like I don't know like the the emmys or i don't fucking know like <laughs> like all, yeah. like like the those types of events my favorite event that i wasn't allowed to go to the, <laughs> because because i'm not vaccinated yeah. <laughs> because i refuse to get the fauci ouchie so i <laughs> when i refuse to get the jab if i hear the jab one more time i'm gonna fucking kill myself oh, you're gonna jab them so <laughs> <laughs> i carry around syringes full of the covid vaccine I got the J and J in my bag. <laughs> oh my god! Like you want to get fucking boosted? Beyonce has hot sauce. Clary has the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So uh, <laughs> it's insane. Um, <laughs> I got Johnson and Johnson in my bag. Swag. Those same, same events 
that have these like very wealthy people who haven't worked a service job or like a customer facing job or like a quote unquote like real world job in years Mm -hmm. who like go to these events dressed very nice none of them are wearing a mask and like all the like (laughs) servants are are masked up i'm like this is like Uh uh-huh it's like uncomfortable on like a very like visceral like instinctual level where absolutely and i mean just in terms of like optics i'm like all right y'all like are we not all seeing what this looks like no i know anyways but yeah i mean i obviously understand why people want to quit their shitty jobs and well also i feel like it's (laughs) the people who the people who work the shitty jobs of course they're like yeah duh people want to quit their shitty jobs it's the people who it's the virtue signaling instagram posters who the are like, coastal liberal elites <laughs> shut up i don't even know what the fuck that no, means does anyone <laughs> you're the coastal liberal i'm the elite <laughs> literally i'm on the coast <laughs> but it's like the people post the the work from home people who haven't experienced frontline bullshit are the ones being like what are your thoughts on the great whatever the fuck and it's like it's the people who somehow like make a living off like <laughs> writing like contribution pieces to like the atlantic and like the washington post or whatever and i'm like like show me your tax return like what like what is your income situation Uh (laughs) uh-huh but no yeah it's take me out of the center of your dialogue (laughs) oh my god what was i gonna say um i don't know but we should keep dialoguing (laughs) welcome back to our dialogue (laughs) two girls one dialogue i mean the really frustrating part is that it is a fairly simple solution, like this great resignation. It really isn't rocket science to all these like corporations like trying to figure it out. It's like mm-hmm. have better management. I, I think a company is only as good or as wealthy as its like lowest paid employee. And I don't think any company should ask someone to work a job for a wage that they themselves wouldn't be willing to work for that wage. That's a incredible point and i mean that's how that's how i feel at my current at pepsi where i'm like okay like i make 17.50 an hour person who offered me the job with this wage would you work this job for 17.50 could you live in los angeles on 17.50 how about you tell me how i'm supposed to budget that considering average rent in la county you know and it, 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 it like it really is that simple like i know domino's and pepsi and fucking wendy's have the money to pay their employees better and it is as simple as like if you if you offer higher wages and like god forbid benefits whatever mm-hmm. it'll attract like more people and like you'll get like a higher quality pool of candidates as well and then they'll like uh-huh. I, yeah i mean i see this with like our competitors i see this with mountain dew and sprite <laughs> Lipton tea, um, and Snapple. No, but I, I see our competitor because, like, let's name some more big beverage companies. The big beverage industrial complex. I uh, uh, <laughs> well, like, so BBC. with <laughs> with Pepsi, like, we got Thanksgiving and Black Friday off, and we get the twenty third, the twenty fourth, and the twenty seventh off for Christmas. So, like, they give us, like, a 
a nice amount. Do you have to work on the 26th, though? No, it's a weekend. It's a Sunday. You know, so, I mean, just like, I mean, I think not working Thanksgiving and not working the Friday after is, like, low-key, like, the bare minimum. I don't think anyone should be doing anything that weekend. And I agree. <laughs> but I, I see our competitors, and they, they have to come in at 5 a.m. the Friday after Thanksgiving. They don't get Christmas Eve off. Sucks and it, to work at Sprite. And it's like... I'm like, you're not like, you're not going to retain these people because like, they're going to really resent you for like making them come do this job when they want to be spending time with their family. And the worst part is the people who make these rules take those five days off. Mm -hmm. It's infuriating. It's unbelievably infuriating. I propose and I am not an economics and I don't know anything about money or stock markets. Nick knows nothing in his little brain. I don't know who Dow Jones is. His cousin Nasdaq. <laughs> no, I like literally don't know anything. However, I feel like a somewhat reasonable proposal would be the ratio. I feel like there should be a set like ratio of like the highest paid employee at a company to the lowest paid employee. And it can't exceed that ratio. So like the CEO shouldn't be able to make more than 10 times than the lowest paid employee. Absolutely. And you know what? That seems that seems like pretty reasonable to me. And I feel like that would like raise wages for everyone. Yeah. Like <laughs> No, it would raise quality of life for everyone. And that is why you should vote for me and Nick for class president. <laughs> and we're going to put vending machines <laughs> next to the gym cuz we're all really tired after and we all want the pretzels. Why did I just remembered like this like little side room at Roosevelt where you could like buy snacks. And I was like, what was happening? Like, why could I buy like munchies at like 8 15 AM? Probably cause you were a growing boy and needed. I needed my munchies. <laughs> there was cut this. Yeah. Will I, there was a special little room at Thurston <laughs> that was run by like, I'm still confused what exactly the demographic that was, I don't know, employed there. (laughs) And they made bomb cookies. Like, I want them right now. They were so good. God, the cookies are my fucking vice. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Um, Mm. mm, uh, Who has an eating disorder? (laughs) What's that? (laughs) Never heard of such. Is are is eating disorder related to Dow Jones? So I did want to talk about maybe I'll send I'll send you the audio of this so you can like clip it in. I did want to talk about mm-hmm. Congressman Madison Cawthorn of Nor- uh-huh. <laughs> of North Carolina. So if you guys don't know who this guy is, he's um he beat AOC's record for like youngest person elected to Congress. He's like a year older than me and he's like 26 and he's been in congress for like two years so he's that's disturbing anyways as we all know roe v wade back in the news once more (laughs) i think we should just just let's just criminalize abortion once again (laughs) and i'll shut up yeah how about we all make better choices um and (laughs) How about we all keep our legs shut and stop being whores? <laughs> How about we all being dumb fucking bimbos and um, learn to have some dignity for our bodies? <laughs> Those are jokes. So <laughs> I'm like, do I need to clarify? <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like I'm like violently pro life. <laughs> I'm like blowing up. <laughs> I'm like I have to go in 20 minutes because I have an appointment with a bomb at a Planned Parenthood. Clary on a unicycle approaching Planned Parenthood, like. <laughs> Every time after I get an abortion, I have to blow that Planned Parenthood up. It's just a part of my shame complex. <laughs> no record can exist. Exactly. Anyways, so it's back in the news. It might be repealed. It might not. Quick sidebar. I feel like the majority of people don't actually know like what would realistically happen if Roe v. Wade was overturned. I'm one of them. <laughs> so states like Oregon, California, blue states would immediately... Well, first off, the ruling, I mean, it would it would immediately be challenged by the people who do that. But like in ter- but in terms of like blue states, it would immediately just be put into like the state constitution or whatever or like made into law like <laughs> within the week. Um so it wouldn't affect them. It but it would affect like the the red states and the poor people there and all that so like that is ultimately the issue obviously mm-hmm. but i just mean like people in san francisco don't need to be like worried about not accessing abortion rights abortion <laughs> accessing abortion rights yeah no accessing abortion services um people in texas however well actually texas seems to already <laughs> have made it fully illegal so six weeks it's unbelievable these people are insane anyways speaking of madison cawthorn spoke on the on (laughs) the house floor (laughs) the house of representatives laying down some sick beats on the floor so he spoke on the house floor and once again it's always really disappointing when like incredibly attractive people turn out to be like raging lunatics unfortunately that is the situation so often they do the situation we find ourselves in because they've never faced any real challenges you know like us deformed beasts. Do you feel this way talking to me once a week? You're like, God, she's so beautiful, but like clinically insane. We should have called this like Beauty and the Beast or something. So true. The beast within. Clare finds her beast within and I find my inner beauty. <laughs> we got the yin and the yang on a personal Inner level. beauty and beast. That feels like a wheel of fortune. <laughs> like inner yang outer yin oh my god so he gave a speech on the house floor we'll put a little we'll put in the the polaroid analogy like right here madam speaker imagine you've just walked out of this chamber and outside is a gorgeous sunset you have a polaroid camera and you snap a beautiful picture and the gray photo pins out the front you hold it and shake it waiting for the picture to appear but suddenly someone walks by and snatches your photo ripping it to shreds you're stunned. You cry, why did you destroy my, fo- my picture? The person replies, oh, it wasn't a picture. It wasn't fully developed yet. All of us in this room realize how asinine that reasoning is. That photo was transforming into a beautiful image. This illustration by Seth Gruber is simple, but it's what our nation has done to the most precious image of all, the image of God. Oh my God, guys, wasn't that did crazy? You guys like that? <laughs> Wasn't that fun? I love doing that. That's so fun. Um, us just like staring I at know. each other for two seconds. <laughs> uh, but it was 40 seconds for you. Okay, my question. Yes. I have a question, Nick. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. I don't know if you'll have an answer. 
Did did someone like review his little monologue before he went off, or was that just like? I mean, he has like people. He has people who work for him. Meaning, like, he has aides, and like, I don't think he like was the original owner of the word document. I mean, as much as I fully support abortion and think we should all have them yes. frequently, regularly, mm-hmm. even if have- you're not pregnant, <laughs> just for a checkup, you know. You and I just like no clue what abortion is. We're like, even if you don't think you have it, like you should at least go get checked out just to like make sure. I tested negative for abortion. I'm like, I think you should have an abortion just to get your like uterus scraped clean every six months. No, I mean, that's like literally how little I give a fuck about fetuses. Like, I'm like, literally just (laughs) full stop abort to your heart's content. Anyway. I mean, did no one, like, listen to his little analogy and say, like, hey, like, love the sentiment, my pro-life king, but, like, maybe if you want to drive the point home, make it make a little more sense, because that's not really how it Let's works. Let's just break it down a little bit. So, the obvious analogy is that... Break it down on the floor. The obvious analogy is that people who say, oh, it's not, like, it's not a real human life, it's, like, it's still a developing fetus, it's a bundle of cells, whatever, comparing that to a polaroid <laughs> comparing it to a polaroid that is developing a beautiful photo of a sunset the 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 big issue with the analogy is this like unnamed third party who comes up and like rips the polaroid out of your hand and rips it up and then justifies it i'm like madison my guy sexy m that's what i'm going to call him <laughs> sexy m <laughs> it's like do you think there are just like rogue abortion doctors like scouring the streets for pregnant women giving them abortions against their will pregnant women stay home after 5 p.m the abortion doctors are on the loose no literally it's like the purge it's like for the next 12 hours (laughs) 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 abortion doctors are going rogue we should yeah if roe v wade gets overturned we should have the purge but it's only abortions you can only get abortion for these 12 hours. Go, 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 go. It just, maybe it's because I'm in a cute little echo chamber, but like Madison, Sexy M is also probably in his own little echo chamber. Oh, I mean, we they're in their know. separate reality. Well, yeah, but I'm like, I mean, I see a million posts today where I'm like, your target audience is being reached. <laughs> it's like the people getting abortions aren't, 30 weeks pregnant wanting their babies just like changing their minds and it's like yes bitch i know like call sexy m and tell him you know what i mean that's fine too i mean i don't disagree i think people who are pro-choice give up way too much like i agree what's the phrase like give up too much ground on this issue and i think Mm -hmm. i think i think the conversation would be a much more interesting (laughs) If people who are pro-choice were like, yeah, the, uh, abortion in some cases like is ending a life, which in my opinion is just like a meaningless and like very like reductive conversation about like when does life begin? Because it's like, who? Uh, like, I'm not who here to cares? have that conversation. That's not even. That's not a real. Like as far as I, <laughs> yeah. as far as I can tell, my life began when I was two, where my earliest memory. 
is from when I was two. Before that, I literally might as well. My not life have began existed. in 2016. So my life began when we first hit record on this podcast. Yeah, thanks for not aborting me. <laughs> well, I feel like the abortion issue also comes back to something we, you and I, have said. Mm-hmm. People in this country, especially, seem to lack the ability to hold two opposing truths yes. at the same time. Seemingly opposing. And I opposing. think it would be a much more interesting conversation to say, seemingly opposing, yeah. thank you. Yeah. To I think it would be a much more interesting and valuable conversation to be able to say, like, abortion is a difficult decision and can be painful and, like, a hard choice to make. Mm-hmm. And you might, like, live with regret, but women still should have the option to make that decision and should be able to and not face consequence and you can people can do hard things you know what i mean and let's all i mean well that and also 95 percent of women who have abortions don't regret it five years later not that like what like you said not that that should even really affect it but it is worth noting but the five percent that do regret it that shouldn't discredit abortion being healthcare and something people should have access to yeah, I, I, I feel like a lot of pro-choice people just give up too much ground. And when they're like, it's just a bundle of cell, like, like you're you're already like accepting like their framework of the situation. Mm-hmm. And that is just not a good strategy. Um, you should be like, no, 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 the the like, this is actually like what we're talking about. Um, and let's also frame it in terms of like making abortion illegal isn't about isn't about stopping abortion it's about it's it's full it's just about like poverty and keeping people in poverty like that's what that's what it is no absolutely. because if poor people are unable to access abortions they are going to have unwanted pregnancies which is just going to like perpetuate a cycle because one now you have a child mm-hmm. that you have to care for that you're unable to afford mm-hmm. and two and two, <laughs> this might be a child that you didn't even want in the first place. It's just such a shitty situation. But I mean, that's what we're that's what we're really talking about here. And any any attempt to <laughs> say otherwise with colorful analogies about yeah. Polaroids and like rogue abortion doctors um, isn't going to change that fact. Uh, and I mean, it also just I mean, this guy is clearly just like so like out of touch with like reality and like the concept that a woman might choose an abortion rather than having it thrust upon her mm-hmm. is clearly lost on him and then i did some more digging what did you find homeboy- <laughs> <laughs> uh, buzzfeed news interviewed like 36 uh people from his college patrick henry college in north carolina and they oh. were all- <laughs> they were all like oh madison cawthorn total fucking creep and every woman on campus knew it. He would like take women for drives Just in his car and like not let them leave and like ask them like really scary quest or not scary, but like really personal, uncomfortable questions like, When did you lose your virginity? Like, what do you like? Like driving really recklessly. Just acting in aggressive, misogynistic and uh like just scary ways and so my best friends this guy's just seems to be a piece of shit um and is just pandering to yeah the like marjorie what a time to be alive lauren bobert QAnon base which seems to be where the the right is going more and more um which is fun 
Truly. And I, I feel like people at every point in history probably felt that way. Has there ever been like five years in history where it's like nothing's really happening? I mean, like. <laughs> Can someone find that and get back to us? Yeah, probably in like the early, early like BC years. I bet there were a couple years where it was just like. There wasn't like world conflict. <laughs> yeah, probably like on a smaller scale. Mm hmm. Take me back. I was born in the wrong generation. <laughs> Cut to like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> Clare walking with dinosaurs. Uh, I won't be truly happy until I can go back. Yeah. Um, okay, Highly well, I have hero. to go work my fucking retail frontline job now. Godspeed. What's your Hilo hero? Oh my god, my. <laughs> What's your Hilo hero? My well, let's start with my low. My low is with my definite fucking technical difficulties over the last twenty four hours between dying AirPods, dying phone, my Wi Fi that doesn't work, um, mm -hmm. my computer, my microphone. I literally had every fucking technical difficulty possible. Um, so that's been really fun. Yes. My high is that I managed to come around and grow stronger through it. My hero was, um. Nora for boiling Nora. Oh my god. Yeah, Nora for making me my spaghetti lunch. Single noodle. <laughs> um, yeah, my high. Lay it on me. I had a really great interview yesterday. <laughs> More to come. Uh, ah! but I had a really I had a Bestie. really good interview. And I literally ta I talked about this podcast and my YouTube channel in the interview and they were very into it and they were like, "Oh, that's awesome." And I was like, Oh my god, my silly little podcast is like helping me in an interview. Get it. So uh, that was my high. My low was they were like, we'll get back to you in like maybe two weeks. And I was like, that's such a long time. Um, they have so many abortions <laughs> to perform in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> Nick's going to be an abortion doctor. <laughs> I'm applying to join the rogue abortion doctors of America. Um, the, the Rada. <laughs> wish me luck they have full <laughs> benefits so and they treat their employees like really well <laughs> what's so, your hero slut my hero uh, my hero is my pepsi co-workers for <laughs> letting me go home at like 9 30 just clutches on this is fun to do yeah. in the morning Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's like fresh and lively and crazy and fearless. Braincellgirls.com slash merch, patreon.com slash braincellgirls. <laughs> okay, keep going. Ah! Oh, period, queen. Hello. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, me and Clare produce and edit and sound mix. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at BrainCellGirls. You can follow me, Nick, on Instagram at Nick Curl, And you can follow Clare on Instagram at The Grace Trap Queen. Music by Anabolic Beats. We would like to thank our patrons who have selected the Immortal tier on our Patreon for allowing us to, you know, make the show. We really appreciate it. So thank you to Cameron, Hazel Herring, Jade Watson, John Sims, Laura Zimmerman, Megan Donovan, OP Queef, Piss Baby, Sasha Kosek, Teresa Graham, and Vinish542. We really, really appreciate it. Saw him lost again and so living it.